Today is September 30, 2023, Saturday. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. The Lord will guard us as a shepherd guards his flock. The first reading according to Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5 to 9. 14 to 15. Raising my eyes again, I saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. I asked, Where are you going? He answered, I am going to measure Jerusalem to find its width and its length. As the angel who spoke to me came forward, another angel met him and said, Run and tell this to that young man. Jerusalem will remain unwalled because of its multitude of people and livestock. For this is the word of Yahweh. I myself will be around her like a wall of fire, and also within her in glory. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for I am about to come. I shall dwell among you, says Yahweh. On that day, many nations will join Yahweh and be my people, but my dwelling is among you. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 9, verse 43 to 45. And all who saw it were astonished at God's work, wonderful work. But while we're all amazed at everything Jesus did, he said to his disciples, Listen, and remember what I tell you now. The Son of Man will be betrayed into the hands of men. But the disciples didn't understand this, saying, Something prevented them from gasping what he meant, that we're afraid to ask him about. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. We celebrate Saint Jerome today. Jerome was a great student of scripture, even learning Hebrew so that he could learn the Old Testament in its original language. He is most famous for his translation of the Bible into Latin the language of the common people of his time. This translation, known as the Vulgate, was the church's primary translation of scripture for more than a millennium. Jerome's love of scripture is not surprising. He taught that ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Through the gospel, we come to know Jesus, reading about his ministry of healing listening to him preach, and walking with him to the cross. In the rest of the Testament, we see how the Spirit shaped the Church and helped us to understand the meaning of Jesus' mission. The Old Testament reminds us of God's fidelity to the covenant he made with his people, leading to the new covenant sealed with the blood of Christ. Though the disciples were afraid to ask Jesus what he meant, through the efforts of St. Jerome, we can grow in understanding and knowledge by reading the scriptures. Psalm chapter 73, verse 26. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. All that you need. Seated at a dining room table, I gazed 
the happy chaos around me. Aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, and nephews were enjoying the food and being together at a family reunion. I was enjoying it all, too. But one thought pierced my heart. You're the only woman here with no children, with no family to call your own. Many single women will like me, have similar experiences in my culture, an ancient culture, where marriage and children are highly valued. Not even having a family of one's own can bring a sense of incompleteness. It can feel like you're lacking something that defines who you are and makes you whole. That's why the truth of God being my portion is so comforting to me. When the tribes of Israel were given the allotment of land, the priestly tribe of Levi was assigned none. Instead, God promised that he himself would be, portion, would be their portion and inheritance. They could find complete satisfaction in him and trust him to supply their everyday need. For some of us, the lack may have nothing to do with family. Perhaps we yearn for a better job or higher academic achievement. Regardless of our circumstances, we can embrace God as our portion. He makes us whole. In him, we have no lack. Karen Huang What's one thing lacking in your life that you feel would make you whole? How can you surrender it to God? Find satisfaction in Him as a portion. Father, thank you for making me complete in Christ. Help me to say, along with psalmist, as for me, it is good to be near God. Wisdom to live beautifully. We all experience days when we wish we were wiser. How do I handle this tricky email at work? What should I do when my son keeps misbehaving? Whether it's making decisions at work or dealing with personal trials, time and time again, we experience the pressing need for wisdom. So we read books, consult others, or take classes, hoping to get some useful advice on how to make or manage our lives and relationships better. But while the acquired knowledge is helpful, often we still find something lacking. We need more than the wisdom the world offers. We need godly wisdom where we can find this wisdom. Scripture tells us that it begins with a fear of the Lord. To fear God is to rever and honor Him for His majesty and holiness. We can understand why acquiring wisdom begins here, where we discover that true wisdom looks like. James chapter 3 verse 17 lists seven marks of godly wisdom. It's pure, lo peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. The wisdom that all believers in Jesus should seek is connected to a godly character, a Christ-like nature. It's the fruit of someone who walks with God, choosing to live in an upright, obedient way. In short, it's the result of someone who fears God. Do you want to navigate through life making decisions that will bring glory to God and benefit others? James says, 
If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. A generous God will help you fear Him so that you may gain wisdom to live life beautifully for Him.